All right. Yes. This is it. Oh, we're on. We're okay. doing an, another history podcast. This time we've got the Colin Quinn. Yes. And today's topic is Vietnam. Vietnam. What a yeah. time. Yeah. What a crazy time. <laughs> hey. I mean, in some ways, I feel like it's the most important. It, it changed everything. Plus, it was at that time, you know? Yeah. But it changed. I always feel like these things have like bigger, like what comes first? Vietnam makes people... It, was it a revolution where everybody's like, we're fighting against the system, or was Vietnam the thing that triggers it off? And it's to, would it have happened without Vietnam? Would the 60s have happened without Vietnam? Yeah. Because Vietnam, as you know, I, I'm breaking about my extensive knowledge, started for America in the 40s. Yeah. And yeah. And it was because um, we were helping France, because we owed France from. The Revolutionary War. We, yeah, I was the, the thing I've looked at it, dude. France dragged us into this to the point that's no like, idea. oh, France was France owned Vietnam. Mm-hmm. It was a colony. Japan took it when they went. They got a little wild. Yeah, yeah. And then the United States liberated it. Okay, and the, that was the thing. Ho Chi Minh, the guy who ended up being the leader of the Viet Cong, was like, I love America. That's he was right. Like, he was that's right. right. He was writing letters to Truman. That's saying, right. Like, I love you. Thank you. They were like Americans are the only free people on earth. Yes. These are incredible people. The leader of them yeah, loved yeah. America. Yeah. And then he started, this is the craziest part. So France goes back in after the war and is like, we're taking it back. And America was like, Come mm-hmm. don't do that. Yeah. And we we were kind of siding with Ho Chi Minh and, mm. and the Vietnamese. And then France was like, this is the beginning of the Cold War. So France is like, hey, if you guys don't support us, Maybe we'll start listening to fucking Russia, and then America was like, "All right, we'll we'll fucking help you out." Damn. Anyway, that is interesting. And by the way, speaking of Ho Chi Minh writing letters to Truman, all those letters were redacted and like yeah. till like nineteen seventy something. Uh, and half of them Truman never got because the Secret Service was like, "Wow, he doesn't need to that. see these." Yeah. Yeah, making those decisions in like those they, days, yeah. everybody made. But that's the whole thing about Vietnam too. Everybody's making their own decisions, determining. So the the when you have power, you know, when you disperse power in that way, everybody goes, I'll take this part. And they're all just like. <laughs> and yeah. And because of the Cold War, the Secret Service and the CIA mm-hmm. were like, this is more important. Like the CIA versus the KGB in Russia yeah, yeah. and the Soviet Union. That became the two superpowers. Yeah. yeah. And they were doing stuff like undermining the fucking president to be like. The war against Russia is more. I mean, it was. It's. It's. I. I don't like Vietnam because but, of how frustrating and stupid it is. Well, but first of all, the CIA. When you think about it, their whole thing was the Cold War first. So all the drug dealing that happened in the seventies and eighties was again through from every cartel. The CIA when they like okay CIA they would stop the DEA from doing their job yeah. all the time because they're like the Cold War. These are anti-communists. But they're the heads of the cartels. Yeah, yeah. But they're anti-communists, and that was their priority. So they they made that choice, and I'm sure the president didn't want to make the choice, whoever it was, during yeah. all those times. But that was the choice they always made. Damn. Then they did the just say no, like ten years later. Like, come on, guys, don't do drugs. That's just funny. say no. But <laughs> yeah, even yeah, yeah. just say no, so they were still telling the DEA back off this guy, back yeah. off that oh, guy. Oh, it's so funny because they were saying, look. We think communism is a greater threat still in the late 80s. It's crazy. They were right. 
We got a tiny taste of it here, and it's pretty annoying. Communism <laughs> does. Yeah. Communism <laughs> does. Fucking blow. Good point. Yeah, they. Especially it's, when it's, the communists are rich and like yeah. thirty years old. <laughs> yeah, and getting DUIs. You see Nancy Pelosi's up. <laughs> caught it. He's eighty-two and caught a DUI. Anyway. Well, I think somebody eighty-two catching a DUI. I admire that. I, I do too. Yeah, you know what I mean, that should be free. That should be like let you go on that. All right, all right, we're getting <sighs> off topic. So, True. yeah, Vietnam, the French, the French, the French are fucking dickheads. Dude. Brutal. They were dickheads. So they dragged us in. They were. They we absolutely were, dragged us in. Hit well, the letters. They dragged us in, but we wanted into. I mean, we we could have left. We could have left ten. We could have left. I mean, if you, I read this book, a bright shining light. I just happened to be reading it. By the way, whenever you read a book, especially a Kindle. Try to find out how many pages it is first. Oh, yeah. This book's 800 pages. <laughs> Fuck. So I was reading it like, oh, this is a bright, shining light. It doesn't sound yeah. like a long book. Yeah. It's the history of everything. But uh, but France, they left. We helped them. So there was one that would turn Ho Chi Minh. One of the things that turned him is we decided we supplied France with all these, um, all the mortars and everything where they destroyed a lot of it in Vietnam. And that turned. Yeah. Uh, them against America too. Oh, yeah. Yeah. yeah it, it was, uh, there was a battle. I forget the name of it. So I was just Dien watching ben Ken Fu. Burns on it. What is it? Dien Ben Phu. Yes. So the French were kind of fucking up the Vietnamese. Mm-hmm. I mean, they had, it was the same as us versus them. They had yeah. superior firepower. But again, just like time and time again, the Vietnamese were very good at guerrilla warfare because we trained them during World War II. Oh, yeah. Yeah, a little fucking, you know, Mujahideen type shit. Yeah. And, they were about to come to talks, France and Vietnam. They were about to come to the table. Before they went to have talks, they both tried to get one more offensive in so they had leverage when they went to talks. Nice. So France sets up at, what's it, Bien Den? Bien, Bien Phu, yeah. They just put themselves at the bottom of this valley and they're like, we're just going to build an airfield here. We're going to fuck them up. One of the French generals was like, I have too many guns. We're going to fuck these dudes up. Damn. And the Vietnamese surrounded them in this valley and just destroyed them. The French guy, the general that led that, killed himself honorably because he was like, we're going to wipe the floor with these guys. Why are they he, going to valley? Isn't that a bad? I'm not a military was, tactician, yeah, but isn't that like not the good idea? Yeah, it was a bad idea. Well, it's funny you say that because even Quezon, the famous uh, 19, 14 years later, America did the same thing. Set themselves up in a, in, was surrounded by all the mountains so created a valley and set up an airstrip, a landing strip <laughs> in the valley and got killed because of it. Damn. I mean, it's really amazing. I mean, that, yeah. the other thing about Vietnam is you realize how, like, how, you know, you always think when you're young, at least, like the people in charge, they spend all their time doing this. They know what they're doing. But there were so many egos involved that mm. the few people who were like, this is not working. Were just, they were just like, stop. Yeah. You, you don't know what you're saying. Just because of ego. People think, oh, their Damn. motive was they wanted money. They would still get the money. This was about like something else, a power struggle that where you pay the price or the troops pay the price. Oh, it sucks. Yeah, if you're just some dude sitting in a village and some guy had an argument and you're just getting blown up and you're like, what the fuck is this about? <laughs> oh, and the other thing <laughs> that some guy was, couldn't come to grips with it. He was like, no, <laughs> fuck it. I'm right. <laughs> in the early 60s, they had this Hamlet program where they would bring, they said, we're going to bring all these weapons to each hamlet all these little hamlets because it was kind of half and half like north korea mm-hmm. and they brought all these weapons to all these hamlets and said look you're in charge of the weapons and it was all american-made modern stuff and of course the Viet Cong, who kind of controlled more or less they had the hearts of the people they took all the weapons so we supplied 
Viet Cong with all these weapons <laughs> for, in the early 60s, and it kept them going. It genuinely makes me like I, all my information's from the Ken Burns documentary, right? And I watch it, and every time I'm watching it, I by episode two, I'm like, "What the fuck is going?" Like it's yeah, it doesn't make sense. Well, I don't know if this was in the Ken Burns documentary, but did you see the guy? It is, I think it is. I saw that Ken Burns uh, is Beckwith with the guy and an advisor, Colonel Beckwith. Oh yeah, charging Charlie Beckwith. And he goes, they interview him and he go, uh, what do you think of the Viet Cong? He goes, finest soldier I've ever seen. This is in 1965. Yeah. He goes, what? The Viet Cong. He goes, best soldier I've ever seen. I wish I had 200 of them under my command. And right away, you're like, oh, we should have realized yeah. something was up then. Well, they also, they'd been fighting for 30 years. Mm-hmm. These dudes have been fighting since like World War II. They didn't stop fighting. Really? From World War II until the end of Vietnam, they were fighting constantly. And their home territory. Yeah. And they're so small, they had to be crafty. They All the tunnels, all the trails, they know everything. Oh, fuck, yeah. You know? Was that the first American war where like the American troops were like, what the fuck's going, what's the point of yeah. this? The first I think time Korea, like, I'm sure they were a little bit like, actually. Yeah, Korea, Korea, we did, we, MacArthur yeah. screwed up Korea. Yeah. MacArthur, everybody was like, don't do this. MacArthur's like, I love, the people loved him. Yeah. The Korean people were like, this guy's our savior. And they and he just was like a king over there. Yeah. And then he just said, we're going to do it this way. I forget. He landed on the coast. So he did something that was strategically a nightmare. And even his generals are like, don't do this. What are you doing? And he goes, I know what I'm doing. And <laughs> yeah, that guy, he, had a, he had a fucking ego, dude. That stinks. He referred to himself in the third person. Did he? he? Was fucking yeah. nuts. Yeah, he was wild. MacArthur was wild. That sucks. He might get a bad rap, though. I kind of like him. Yeah, no, he was beloved. Look, yeah. the people loved him because he... Japan loved it because after World War II, they were expecting, because they were so uh, horrendous during World War II, they expected him to really bear down. And he treated them like, he said, you treat these people like human beings. So Japanese. Japanese people treat him like a god. So he felt like a god. That's tough to shake off. That would get me. Yeah. If I was getting like samurai glory, I'd be like, yeah, you know what? <laughs> <Yeah>. I know. <laughs> Even Dude's if like I, presenting you swords and you shit. You get to wear one of those yeah, cool I suits. I if yeah. I get to wear one of those cool suits, I'd be like, who do I? I'll slash I think that's why God never even let me sell out like the beacon or something like that. <laughs> he keeps me at a level of three to 400 seats yeah. on the road. And there's a reason for it. <laughs> oh, man. So, the, yeah, what was it? So, chronologically, the French direct. So, we were like, boys so it was a them. French colony. Then there's World War II. Yeah. Japan takes over, and and it, like always, when Japan would invade, every all the Asian countries were like, "Nice, finally the fucking white colon- colonists are gone. Yeah. We're gonna get treated well." And they immediately get starved to death and yeah. beheaded and fucked with. It sucks. So then, when the Americans liberated Vietnam, and the British, whoever, they were like, "Fuck you, yeah, we love America." Then France, after World War II, who just got their fucking ass whooped. Yeah, yeah. They're like, actually, we want those colonies back. <laughs> nice. Yeah, and. You know, and Vietnam was like, no, this is ours now. Yeah. We're independent again. So then. Do they have to write a letter to Vietnam like, hey, buddy. Uh, we're coming back. Bad news. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah. Sorry. We'll, we should start chronologically. Yeah. Let you. I'll, what, all you? I watch is fucking Ken Burns. What? Oh, what are we talking about? Well, I yeah. don't know. Whatever you want. What you said. And then. So then France, when they lost, you know what I mean? The Geneva. Uh, talks Geneva. I think it was the first Geneva talk back then. Maybe not, but then that was the best one. Was that probably that was the best, the best one? one. <laughs> we were best. like, "Hey, I like Geneva," <laughs> you know. And um, and then um, we 
went in. Eisenhower said, we're just going to arm them in the 50s. You know, we're just going to keep arming them because we don't want communism to spread down there. And then because uh, China, they were China taking over Vietnam. But Vietnam wasn't worried because they were half communist. Like he said, by that point, Ho Chi Minh was pro-American until that horrible event where the France destroyed like all these innocent villages. And then he turned on America because we supplied France. They we, didn't have- in, Fair enough. In- Bien Den Phu. Bien Bien Phu is when they got cocky. America started supplying France because mm-hmm. the only way the French could get anything was airdrops. Yeah. Because they were in a fucking valley getting destroyed. Like 8,000 French dudes died. Jesus. Uh, again, though, the Vietnamese lost like three to one casualties, but they were like, that's a victory. Yeah. That's they would it. get fucking wiped out constantly. Yeah. that was, What was that one quote? Like, all we have to do is just stay here just die and yeah that was the one the one of the uh, vietnamese soldiers like all we have to do is just not become extinct and we win and i was like it's great that's tough well that's that the problem with everything right i mean anytime you go anywhere the people who live there they they have nowhere to go <laughs> yeah <laughs> so they're like well i'm I, I, you know you're trapped a trapped rat is gonna fight to the death yeah so but then um yeah it got to the point where in the they're talking about like the united states was literally funding 80 percent of the French versus Vietnamese war. We were giving France 80% of the budget Damn. to win the war. Yeah. Yeah. France sucks. France did a bad job and then they left and then we decided it was such a, it's such a weird, I look at it so like psychologically, like what I understand about the comment, the domino theory was part of it, but yeah. the psychological uh, mindset you put yourself into that there was this guy Harkins, the general, he was the guy that ran it and he was the war. He is really responsible in many ways because we go back and tell the president and these guys, it's going good. But even then, <laughs> the presidents, the ambassadors, they all went along. It just goes to show. I mean, I quote my mother all the time. I rest us all. But she used to always say, people, and I see this deeper and deeper in everything, and this is a perfect example. People are attracted to bullshit. And if you offer them something that's quality or truthful and bullshit, they go for the bullshit every time. And I said to my mother at the time, I go, that's true most of the time. She goes, I didn't say most of the time. I said every time. And Vietnam's a perfect example because he was this guy, Van. This whole book, Bright Shine Lies, about this guy, Van. It was a, in Vietnam. for He was the early guy. And he's like, look, we're going to lose. Here's what's happening. The Hamlets, we're giving away our guns. The communists are taking. We're bombing village. We were searching and destroy in 1963. Jesus. And he goes, we're, we're losing everybody. We got to either win them over through like social revolution, the corruption of, of the South Vietnamese. They're taking everything. Their special forces that we trained are destroying people. This is terrible. We're losing. And everybody, even the people that kind of knew better, just went like, oh. And then somebody was like, no, we're just going to do this. And they're like, okay, let's do that. And it yeah. wasn't that it was easier. And they almost like will themselves into like, if you ever been involved in like a, TV or movie project, right? And everyone's sitting there and you start out going, it's got to be this. And then slowly you start to go, oh yeah, know that. And then somebody that wasn't involved in the first month walks in and goes, are you guys all gone crazy? And yes, you have. And <laughs> no that's one wants to say like, it sucks. They're like, no, this is good. <laughs> you start to believe it. <laughs> yeah. You get in this stupor. And that's what I think happened in Vietnam. With the, our military I mean, and all. You know? You're on the set of Aquaman Six, and you're like, "This still is good. This, this is, good. is this might <laughs> yes. be the best picture." And you ever go to a screening of a movie? No. And then I've gone to screenings of movies, mm-hmm. and you'll sit there and be like, "That movie was really good." If you're around the movie, sure, you, yeah. you know the cast, you know for yeah, the people, yeah, yeah. You're like, it was good, it was bad. And then if I've been with people that go, "Are you crazy? That was shit." <laughs> and then later I'm like, 
I was in a state of temporary insanity. And I feel like that's what happened. Uh, also, the, the domino effect bothers me. It just annoys me. You don't like, like dominoes? I, obviously, <laughs> you I, don't like, obviously, I crush dominoes. No, you don't. I'll tell you, you don't like, you don't like that uh, slippery slope theory. That's basically the domino effect, yeah. right? I agree. I don't when like it, it When it comes to, well, why we were in Vietnam. Yeah. Was they were like, well, if, if China's influence and the Soviet influence gets Vietnam, they're going to get all of Southeast Asia. Yeah. And it's like, so? Well, but at the time, Russia had just taken all of Eastern Europe in the early 50s. So in the grand scheme of things, considering how people felt at that time. I know they were scared of it, but it's. I mean, it wasn't like just some crazy. It was like, wait. They just took Czechoslovakia, Hungary, all these yeah, places. Yeah, yeah, They're moving. Everybody in Europe is on the same page. Everybody's like post-World War II, and they're like, oh, they're going to move. Because everybody knew even in World War II, remember Patton? Patton was like, we should go right into Russia. Yeah. Patton, by the way, a, a, an enemy of my family. Really? My, one of my uncles was uh, 19 years old, World War II, captured by the Germans. POW came for a year. German POW came 90 pounds, he's 19 years old, maybe he's 20 by now. He's in the uh, hospital when they finally release him. Patton's visiting all the wounded troops. Then he gets to the POWs. They go, do you want to, these are all the POWs. He goes, I don't talk to cowards. <gasps> Patton says, he goes, I don't talk to cowards. You're supposed to die with your unit. I don't believe in POWs. So my uncle hated Patton. Every, every family gets together. People like, especially when the movie Patton came out, it was like, hey, George, you're going to go see the Patton movie? And he's like, his name was George too. And he's like, ah, beat it, you know? <laughs> Damn, he went and just snubbed the POWs? He he literally goes, cow, he called them cowards. Yeah. My uncle's like 90 pounds. He's 19, 20 years old. He's going I mean, like, one of the opening scenes oh. in Patton is when he's slapping a guy in the hospital. Oh, yeah. He's that's slapping right. him, calling him a fucking For coward PTSD, in the that's hospital. Right. That's right. The PTSD yeah. guy. Jesus Christ. All right. Yeah, that's... What a jerk. So... Yeah, where are we at? We're saying, we gotta, we're saying that you don't believe in the domino theory. Yeah. I mean, I, I understand at the time there's, you know, there's a hysteria. It's the same reason we fucking went to Iraq. We were like, yeah, they're trying to kill us. They hate our right. freedom. They do. And after fucking 15, 20 years, we're like, what the fuck was that? Right. There was no weapons. Yeah. And then, yeah, once, what, I don't know. Well, I've, I remember that George, remember the book I was talking about, the George Friedman book, where it was the next hundred years and they predicted all that stuff. Remember like two weeks before Russia invaded Ukraine? Yeah, that he was saying that U.S. is so far and ahead of everybody, like economically, militarily, that all they're trying to do is break up every alliance that forms. Yeah, so it's like they don't. It does, it's not about winning wars; it's about just to stabilize. But at this point, Russia was they're gaining. They're they were they were pretty fucking powerful. They just got the nuke. Yeah. Now all of a sudden, but it he. Was, by the way, to that end, I think it was Ellsberg, the guy with the Pentagon Papers, which was a big thing. But when one of these guys was looking into the Russia thing in 1960, he was working with a nuclear, nuclear, uh, and it, he said it was shocking because they were like Russia knew they were nowhere in the same ballpark with us. They had nothing compared to us, really. And the military just had this, you know, narrative in their head like Russia and us, and they were just child's play compared to us at the, at the time. You know, 58, 59, something like that. I think that was Ellsberg, Pentagon Papers, but I'm not sure. But some something like that. But yeah, that was the other side of it. Damn, so so even that was here, bullshit. <laughs> but they did take all those countries. I mean, that was yeah. real. Yeah, yeah but all those countries are fucking shit. Well, they, were they Eastern shit because Europe of that, Eastern Europe and Southeast though? Asia. But were they, Who gives a fuck? <laughs> but were they shit then or were they shit? Because of? Because people say the same thing about any, uh, any colony, you know? 
Yeah, like you're talking like Macedonia, Bulgaria, and how important they were the shit back in like. But this brings up the question about capitalism versus communism. How important is free will? That's the question. So I don't know. You know I mean, I mean, that's what this whole thing is about, right? Yeah. Yeah, or I, I think it's human organization schemes. Aren't there people at the top of communism who live like very well and kind of rule still anyway? Yeah, that's what happens. Yeah. Yeah. So I think it's just kind of like a which one do you want, peasants? It's like you get to compete and have fun, or it's like, or you share. It's, you know. Right. Yeah. But I mean, obviously, I, we, I mean, I'll I like capitalism. Communism. I like the Don't idea of capitalism. <laughs> the what? Capitalism. I mean, obviously, we it's when it's unfettered, it's not going to work, but. The idea of capitalism I like because it f- appeals to human nature's greedy side, which mm-hmm. I feel like anytime you appeal to people based on something that's not so innocent, that's probably the healthy way to go because that's how people's nature is. It's not repressed. But if it goes to, obviously you can't have people just, you know, doing whatever they want. That's a yeah. problem. Just yeah, going I mean, into so, space. What's that? Yeah. <laughs> just like guys just launching crazy. themselves into space. I mean, the results are in. So far, it's one in terms Capitalism? of like remaining a thing in the world. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. It's one. It's one. And yeah. It's winning. And currently. communism has to try harder to keep people from giving their opinion. So that means it's not a good system. That's true. You know what I mean? Yeah, it doesn't work very well. We're, 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 we're getting, we're dancing with that a little bit. Yeah. Not being able to say stuff. So. Oh, absolutely. We'll see. Maybe that'll go well. Who knows? Maybe the whole thing will just collapse and we'll all fucking die. Well, <laughs> I just wish my eye would stop watering right now. <laughs> Why? Why is your eye watering? I think I rubbed. I had hot sauce this morning. I rubbed it right in my eye. But go on. Sorry. That's don't mind crazy. Me. This is your Vietnam. This is, man. I'm suffering right now. It's my Ho Chi Minh. <laughs> One time I was out with a girl years ago and I, um, you have to say years ago, I never be married. And, but it was years ago. But I was, I had uh, some kind of a sauce. Here's what I realized, by the way. I, mm-hmm. I came so I had some, it was like a pepper flake, a garlic and oil, but really hot sauce. So I go to pee. So you don't wash your hands before you pee, you wash them after. Not anymore. So anyway, <laughs> I pee, I wash my hands, and I realize my dick is on fire. Oh. And I'm sitting there with her and I'm talking, I'm going, ha. Ah. And finally I had to just tell her what was going on. My and dick's I just on walked fire. back to the bathroom <laughs> and just splashed myself with water. But isn't it weird? You don't wash your hands before you hold your dick, yeah. which is when you should. I would say, of course. Yeah, definitely. I don't and wash after, my hands after. Really. Of course. Ever. But it's after is more. I saying, just never yeah. do. Never. What's that now? I just never wash my hands. Never either way. No. <laughs> I smell my hands. If I take a dump, I smell them. If they smell, yeah. I'll wash them. If I, if I emerge clean. Damn, like, your eye is fucked dude, My eye's up. fucked up. I don't know what's going on. <laughs> yeah. I got something in it. You got, you got Bieber, dude. I might have fucking, what does he have? Hunter, uh, no, you have a. He has Joe Hunter, Hunter Biden syndrome or something. <laughs> no, what if you have that stupid other thing? What's it called? Be, whatever Bieber got. The fucking, oh, no. The eye thing. He had the Joker face. What's no. Called? What's the eye thing? Pink Justin, eye, Bieber, yeah. Justin Bieber. Is that uh, what you were yeah. looking for? Was Pink Eye? Yes. This guy's got this, all the answers. Conjunctivitis. Conjunctivitis. You're yes. looking for the medical term. All but, right. But I'll take Vietnam. Pink eye. Oh, fine now. What the fuck happened? What happened? Vietnam? Yes. Yeah. Well, that's what I'm saying. It was, I said it was a, it was a weird narcotic state where, where, you know, it's been kind of a thing after World War II. It's gone now, but where we're like, no, we don't really, we don't really fail. Everybody wants to do, everybody wants this because it worked so well. Not just World War II, the Marshall Plan even worked because we're dealing with all these countries and suddenly they're coming back by 1960s, 50s. Germany's even back. So we're like the benign guys that, we look, control things, at, but everybody's kind of like getting their thing. Who yeah. wants to be on the team? Mm. And then, you know, we didn't realize it was a whole undercurrent. So like the overcurrent 
is Europe, then the undercurrent is the colonies. So all the colonies were yeah. rebelling starting in the late 50s. Oh, yeah. From Africa to, you know, South America. And um, yeah, so there was that whole thing going on, you know. The vacay there, spots were popping There was so off. much going yeah. on, isn't it weird? All the sandals. <laughs> the sandals resorts. <laughs> all the sandals resorts yeah. where they've had it up to here. Yeah. That makes so sense. So it was kind of a weird, uh, it was an interesting time. I can really see there. communism appealing to that. Yeah. You're down. Of course. You got to share the fucking deck. Pissing dude. around the cheese. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, well, like so, Cuba, look at Cuba with the whole mafia thing. And you know, it was such an yeah. interesting thing where it was like, you know, they letting all these capitalist things and then they were like no and Castro came in and you know what I mean they even though Cuba failed they didn't like the corruption level that was going on and same thing with South Vietnam yeah we that was like, the thing we propped up some fucking dumbass we propped up a dumbass and and we would never get rid of it and then as soon as you saw that part we were watching mm. it yeah we propped up this dude who just immediately started persecuting the Buddhists absolutely started yep his wife was a fucking yeah. monster who was like good I'm glad they're burning themselves yes his wife I mean, and his was, brother yeah, they were just morons. Yeah. Yes. And we couldn't back off because we we were like, it's still better than communism. Yep. Yeah. Meanwhile, Ho Chi Minh was kind of fucking cool. Right. He liked us at the beginning. Yeah. He, was, he, was he wasn't like, totally into this thing. And then yeah. He, yeah. Yeah. Stuff. Like but he became, yeah. Yeah. It's like yeah. assistant manager. Now, did you know a lot of guys that were in Vietnam? I knew a few. Yeah. yeah. I was a kid. I was a kid doing the whole thing, you know? Yeah. And I remember as a little kid, you'd watch, it was on the news every, every day at five and six o'clock. You'd see the footage from Vietnam, so it was like such a part. It wasn't like I was shocked because I wasn't from the generation before that. That was all I knew. I was seven, yeah. eight years old, nine years old. But I remember seeing footage of Vietnam all the time on TV and the news, and it was just a constant thing. And I remember one time in class, we were talking about Vietnam. This is probably seventy-one, maybe seventy, and the teacher or the kids were going, "Yeah, Vietnam is bad," and this girl in our class. Start screaming and crying because a brother got killed in Vietnam, and so I knew I knew probably three guys, older guys, that didn't hang out with me. But I mean, yeah. I knew three guys that were Marines in Vietnam that got wounded, that came home, and they all had those cliche uh, Marine personalities. I mean, uh, Vietnam vet personality, yeah. the army jacket by themselves, the big beards when they're home. Heavy drinker, Damn. heavy smoker, you know, prone to outbursts, but still good guys. Like they were guys yeah. we like, you know, they weren't like people hung out with them and talked to them, but they had that other side to them, partly from being in the war, partly from what they did, partly from what Vietnam did, and partly from their reaction when they came home. Yeah. It wasn't like you walk around, people weren't going, thank you for your service, either, you know. Yikes, yeah. that stinks. Yeah, so I knew a few guys, yeah. Yeah, that was the thing we were talking about. O'Connor brought this up. We were mm. talking about last night. He's like, imagine, so imagine today's fucking college student. Imagine Jesus being Christ. a fucking, a dude who got drafted. Yeah. And had to go live through fucking hell. And then you get home and one of these fuckers throws like a bag of piss at you and is like, baby killer. Fuck you. Like, yeah. Right. Oh my God. That's when I would join the Ohio National Guard and head, <laughs> yeah. I would head down to Kent State and say, fuck you guys. Yeah, true. Um, that's, 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 a, yeah. But it, but it was interesting that they all did have that personality. Yeah. Even the guys I knew, guy across the street, my friend's brother, was a Vietnam vet that didn't fight. He was a, a airplane mechanic. And even he was screwed up. Fucked up from it. Yeah. My Jesus. uncle, my uncle was a Marine and he, never talks about it ever wow. like literally never talks about it. one night 
he and I got drunk and he opened up about it. Really? And wow. he was it was wild. He saw a fucking Chinook get hit and just spun oh. dude dudes flew everywhere. I mean, it was now my other uncle was in Vietnam and he is a little more I don't he's a little more sociopath, like psycho that's yeah. like mm. I killed a guy. Yeah. And I was like, How is that? And it was just me and him and he goes it's fucking incredible. <laughs> I was like, yo, yo. I told you, I knew a guy who was a sniper and he was saying, yeah. you, he's like, you get addicted to the feeling of killing people. And he's like, and he was like, he was a nice dude. He's like, I didn't have any, I didn't have like ill will towards people. Yeah. But he's like, I, you, I like would watch people eat dinner. And as soon as they finish, pff, right in the head. He's like, by like the 12th stuff. one, he's like, you get like a God complex and you're like, I'm ended. This God is done. Damn. Yeah. So you just my watch uncle, people my, hang out. The guy in Vietnam. I th I've told you this before. It was it was like a ninety degree trail, mm. and you couldn't see around the corner. So he's walking one way. A Viet Cong was walking up the path. He said they literally bumped into each other in the jungle, and then it was just a race to see who could get wow. their pistol, who could get their gun out faster, and he got his out. Woo! First. Jesus Christ! Now don't get. He's still. I mean, and then he got fucked up. He got hit with a. He got hit with a rocket propelled grenade, and he blew. He has his nipples missing, his calves what? off. Uh. Yeah, and he had to lay there because they're in the middle of a firefight. He had to lay there for three hours on the jungle floor like, I'm dead. I'm dying for oh, sure. Yeah. I mean, he's, yeah, Nibble. he's a hero. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, but I mean, Fuck. and is it that different from war? Like, my father was in Korea and mm. Korean and uh, war, and he said the most disturbing part was, which is still chilling, that the lieutenants or the officers would nightly bringing the Korean prisoners and beat the living shit out of them and always like, hey, Brooklyn, you want a piece? And he's yeah. like, no, thanks. And it would just like beat the, just torture the guys, just beat uh, them for fun. So it was already starting to lose the, uh, yeah, you know, yeah, yeah. The glamour then, of World War II. And then, but but Vietnam is a different, like, I feel like they, this, this setup, even though it happened in World War II, it happens in every war, the setup of search and destroy is what fucked them all up. Because here you are, you grow up in the 50s, you're watching these movies, you have a little bit, even if you're not innocent, you know, you know you're capable of, but you're still, uh, and then suddenly you're in the middle of this thing where they go, no, you have to burn all these hamlets, because like I said, the hamlet program, the Vietnamese took over the hamlets. So they go, and the Vietnamese are in there. And whether they are or not, they're in enough where you're like, okay, it's them or me. And so you're torturing all these peasants out of their house, torture it, torching their it village, burning their fucking. Oh, that's like the that's yeah. the strategy. The, how long did they do that for? That's our strategy. How long did they do the that whole for? Time. The whole time. The whole from they 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 burn villages down. Yeah, from nineteen sixty-three. And they said even that's what Morley Morley Safer was. Uh, the fan, you know the guy from sixty minutes. We I always thought oh, this fucking annoying guy, you know. But meanwhile, he was a reporter, and he had the they filmed in nineteen sixty-five torching of a hamlet. 1965, early in the war. And that's when everyone started protesting the Vietnam yeah. War because they watched on TV. They're like, wait, this is like liberating France. What's going on here? It was just all these peasants running. They're torching the house and shooting the pigs. Like that was on the yeah. national news. Jesus. On the evening Christ. news. That's what you were watching? Well, I don't remember that, but I'm saying, 
but people yeah, yeah. shocked the whole country. That's when the protest began. Because we were oh, the good guys. We were always you. the good guys. But we were always the good guys. Well, we were showing it like, the... check us out. And everyone's like, boo. We're like, fuck, fuck. No, the news was like, hey. This is crazy. That's because the news was doing their fucking job. True, yeah. And they're like, here's yes. what's actually <laughs> happening. No, right. They just shot. And Molly Saver had to leave. Like, they were threatening him because they were saying he took it out of context. He didn't, which he probably <laughs> he took did. took it out took, of context. Well, I'm saying. <laughs> yeah. They weren't saying that they'd been getting shot. Like, Marines had gotten shot. From that village. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So yeah. I'm saying it wasn't like, you know, it's not just us evil and everybody else is good either. But I mean, but no, they still, were bad. it was a stupid strategy. You know? See, this is what happened. Yeah. It was crazy because the French had just done it before us. Yes. Mm-hmm. So they, they did this thing called pacification where they were like, right. we're going to, they tried to do the social set. Like they were like, we're going to help build your rice paddies up. We're going to give you food. We're going to build schools. And during the day it worked. Mm-hmm. And then at night the Viet Cong would come in. Yeah. Take the food. That's take right. the fucking guns. That's right. Hide guns in the villages. Hide weapons. Yes. Hide soldiers. So then during the day they'd come back, and they'd just keep getting supplies, and they'd yeah. do raids from the villages mm-hmm. with the weapons and shit the French gave them. Yeah. And then so the French would come back and be like, "We know you're harboring communists." Oh jeez. And they would burn the fucking village down. Yeah. And then we did that. We did the and exact did same thing. thing. And then the, under the thing of like, we don't want communism to spread, which is funny to be like, we don't want com- You want to be free, guys. So trust me. And you're like burning yeah. villages down. Like, trust me. This is well, better. It, and I think we did the good. same thing kind of in Afghanistan, right? Mm-hmm. In Iraq. Where it would be like, we're going to give you guys money. Work with us. And then the Taliban comes in at night mm-hmm. and is like, puts a gun to their head and is like, well, you work with us. Yeah. yeah. I mean, that's a whole problem with everything, right? Yeah. If you go to. Some, you know, if the cops go to a neighborhood bar, the only analogy I ever use in everything is a neighborhood bar. And, um, but if they go to a neighborhood bar and go, listen, we want you, we, we want you guys to do a couple of troublemakers in here. And the troublemakers are in there. Well, they're yeah, outside yeah, yeah. waiting for these guys to leave. Yeah. They're not there. They're only going to be there part. They know you're going, yeah. leave. you're not there to stay forever. So yeah. it always ends up screwing you, you know? Yeah. And if, if we don't kill them at night, they're going to come get fucking beheaded. Well, isn't that what Vietnam. happened in Vietnam? I yeah. mean, once they took over, exactly, they they Cambodia, all that stuff. They just destroyed. They yeah. genocide got rid of everybody that bugged them. In. Everybody with a pair of glasses. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah, I mean, it's like they. How'd you get those? They <laughs> literally went. Well, just anybody who was so sort yeah, of yeah, yeah. fancy themselves intellectual. It was like they. It's like the army came in and literally just rampaged through Bushwick, Williamsburg, and Greenpoint. In the past three years, nice. I just said, hey, hey, I everybody get it. here, I who's, get it. everybody here has been to a show at a bookstore. Line up, yeah, <laughs> burn the bookstores. Yeah, yeah. It's, uh, I mean, that's the thing about. That's why I never really got into Vietnam. You know, I like the Civil War and World War Two, where it's like, yeah, it's kind of noble, right? It seems and then, like, yeah. and then Vietnam is the first one that's like. Well, it's so, but even Korea was like a harbinger. It's all like Korea, so psychological, yeah. right? Yeah. And my, I had another uncle who fought in World War II and fought with Audie Murphy. Do you know who Audie Murphy was? No, who's that? He's a famous, he's the most famous World War II hero. Okay. Like he, they made him a movie star. He wasn't a good actor, but he was this legendary World War II. My uncle happened to be in his unit. Oh, wow. And he said that all the hype, to show you the difference in the war, all the hype about him was was true. He goes, this guy was the bravest. He goes, he was so crazy. He'd run right into battle. Yeah. They were at Anzio. They were at Battle of the Ball. All these places. He goes, he would just run right into battle. <laughs> He's nuts. And, and, <laughs> and in those days, they'd celebrate now. Like, man, nah, that's a hero. Even, even uh, you know, 
any movie about Iraq, there's still an undertone of darkness. All the World War II movies, they're like, hey, there's no problem here. Yeah. yeah. Kick their ass. Yeah, yeah like this guy's like, great. You know, it had like a positive like John, tone to John it. Like John Bassalone. You know, What's that? that? He, was a, he was in the Pacific. There's a rest stop in New Jersey, like one of the first rest stops. That's what he got out of it. Oh. He got the Medal of Honor. He was, he. That's awesome. He fucking, it's in the Pacific. In the sh- like he goes wild, picks up his gun without the fucking right. heat pad, just mows down the jet. And then he goes home. So they put him on a USO tour yeah. to sell fucking bonds yeah. and he's like no i need to go back and fight yeah so then he goes to iwo jima and is like i'm gonna do that gun thing again what and he died oh no yeah he Lost died. Out the trick. but he got yeah yeah boy like he, he does a, a side trace yeah yeah he fucking yeah but, my mom's got three tours of vietnam he he really? did one and he's like send me back and did another Whoa. and he's like give me one more who did it my mom's cousin wow he, he did three he, tours? he did two more he three wow he did three. He was because he was like, "Fuck it, I'm not going back. I'm gonna do." I'm and gonna what did he in. end up doing after the war? Uh, I saw him like spazzing, fighting an arcade owner on the boardwalk one time. <laughs> <laughs> that was Charlie. He's a good man. He's a good that was man. Charlie, dude. Dude, he was. But that's the whole point. Yeah, he was with my mom the one time when they were younger, and he was sleeping in the car, and some guy like screamed something at my mom, and he like popped up and was just got out and beat the shit out. They were in traffic on the highway. Yeah, he beat sure. the shit out of the guy and throw him on the side of the road. And he's like, "Come on, let's go." Imagine that guy. He sees a woman in the car. He's like, "Fuck you!" Yeah, the guy and sits the guy up. Pops up. <laughs> yeah, dude, pops that's up. A Vietnam fresh Vietnam from bag. three tours. Yeah, I think it was like '74. Just pops up like what can you imagine three tours i mean that's a real that's a i mean two tours is crazy but at least you feel like during the second tour the guy's like fuck what did i say yesterday yeah but if you go for three that means you're like in all the way yeah that's when i told the guy the dude i was talking to it was actually it was my ex-father-in-law i was talking to him about, i was telling him about my mom's cousin like oh that guy just likes killing people yeah and i was yeah. like eh, maybe i mean he probably just there's also the guys everyone's got the thing you go there you're <laughs> You go there and then you go home and you're like, I can't be home Mm-mm. after yeah. you're just in the fucking jungle. Yeah. Killing yes. people. Now you got to go pretend to be a human. Yep. Yeah. So yeah. you get off the road for a long time. Yeah. Say it happens to cops. <laughs> it happens to cops to a lesser degree. What's that? Yeah. It happens to cops too. They get addicted to that adrenalized state and they go home. They're like, this sucks. Sure. And they stay there forever. And, uh, but the other thing with Vietnam, which I've watched a lot of those uh, YouTube guys with the interview and you see the similarities in them eventually and one of them is that they said they got screwed first of all just imagine this supposed to be the country sending all this money for aid they one guy was several of them said the sea rations were terrible he goes mm. we looked at the date on some of them they were korean and world war ii yikes that's how old the sea rations yeah. were. jesus that they're giving the troops at supposedly the richest time in our history and the other one is the m14 they said the M16 got more guys killed when they switched to the M16 because Westmoreland wanted, or well, one of these guys just, it was like a vanity project. The M14 wouldn't jam in the mud. The oh, M16 jammed, yeah. and they said guys would just be getting killed, bayoneted to death oh, because it would Christ. jam, and you couldn't unjam it. Oh, fuck. And they the, the M14 was, the early gun was better. That sucks. Yeah. America really fucked up. I don't like it. But yeah, the whole thing, just the whole thing was bums just, me out. Yeah, and then each president had an opportunity to fucking end it. Yeah, that's right. And they all just keep fucking dragging it out. But that's what I mean. That's what I'm saying. But that yeah. state, Kennedy. Yeah, he was the, close to ending it. He was. He was, yeah, but yeah. he wasn't. Well, he. They, you know they I mean? made like, sure he didn't. And they said, and this guy Van was talking to Henry Cabot Lodge. He was the ambassador. Close, all the guys who were close to Kennedy, and it was just one of those things where it's like. Just at the last minute, it's like any other decision you've seen in any 
power person where you're like, everybody has this logical argument and then they go, ah, no, I think this is better. Yeah. And you're like, what? Why? You don't even give us a reason. And he never give us a reason. There was uh, was there any kind of economic advantage that like was clear? I don't think so. Really, they didn't I don't even think like there was make any. any yeah, I don't there was know. nothing really there. I mean, there was babes, rubber. Babes, no, there was rubber. Babes, we, yeah, all the shit that was there was gone when we left. True, true. Yeah. Rubber, coconuts, all the rice. It was all gone. I mean, we fucking killed it. Damn, that sucks. I mean, Agent Orange. I mean, when you think about it, yeah, for that, Agent Orange killing all the people. They said their their levels of whatever diox dioxin yeah. were three times anybody else by the time we left and all the troops i mean doing his own troops is just crazy i mean that's the height of like uh immorality you know to just yeah the guys that are there fighting and you're just yeah. like yeah well you know it's like no no they're the ones you have to really try to be a little more careful with the opposite of what you're doing it was really a weird situation you know also the french were using napalm too they were before us. Yeah, they they were. We did everything they did. Sounds like a French the word. Exact Napalm. same thing. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. You know what that is? Yeah, Napalm that fucking is it, was gel. It? Yeah, is it like petroleum gel, yeah. and they light it on fire, and you yeah. spread it if you like touch it. You, you, you don't have to light it. on fire; it just goes on your body. It burns. Eesh. And water makes it worse, right? Because if you take yes, fire, put water right. on, it gets worse. Yeah, it stinks. And it, I mean, but France really wanted Vietnam, so well, they, they had it before that. Yeah, they wanted it back. Must I mean? They had it. They lost it. They're like, I think we can get this back. They want their baby back. So but spread what some is, fire on people. Yeah. What is <laughs> it about Vietnam? That's so, because we apparently wanted it too. We went in there in the mid fifties and we couldn't leave. You ever go to a party and you're like, I got to leave. This party's over. Oh yeah. And it's like, <laughs> it's like you know, yeah, you I guess I'll do some coke. <laughs> you're saying it was I guess I will live here. You end up going, I've only had left at 11 o'clock like I planned to. That's Vietnam. This probably is just a psychological thing. It's like, you want to be the best general. You start losing. You're like, fuck, fuck. We got yeah. this. We got this. And it's like, no, no, no. We should have this. Hear me out. This is my passion project. Yeah. This is my oh. baby. Yeah. I mean, that's the other thing. Everybody was just about... You know, the military, like their job is to get more money for the military. Mm -hmm. How can you get more money if you're not in a war? You know? True. So, how do they, what, what, what do you like? How's this thing progress? What do you, yeah. how does it end? What, what's going on? Vietnam? Yeah. I mean, it, look, it ended when we left. It was the most, it was really, they're lucky it was the mid 70s. It was like 75, that famous rooftop yeah, Saigon, thing. Yeah. They're lucky because by then, everybody was, just, it was like the age of apathy when I was a teenager. People were just into drugs. You know, dancing, and you know, it was just a very uh, hedonistic time. People were done all the protesting that happened in the '60s. People were done by the '70s. You know what I mean? And they're just like, yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, so when people left, it wasn't even there wasn't even outrage. It was like, oh, that was that was awkward. That was know? a bomber. That <laughs> was just yeah. People were just like, yeah, just, coke just and disco, so yeah. And and you feel so bad for all the people that uh, you know yeah, all the Vietnamese. That, was still helping us by the end. Well, fucked. Yeah, like that. That they famous, got killed. That helicopter on the roof. The helicopter. On the that roof. picture. That's a long line. Yeah, and that's the last chopper. That's right. Those boys are staying, and that's that's, that's a right. fucking negative time. Yeah. Oh yeah. When that chopper they, takes off, and you're like next in line, like fuck. Yeah. Uh, I I got that. I've had a similar experience. Earlier. I was at Longwood Gardens waiting for a shuttle to like go see the shuttles. Like I was <laughs> Damn, like the last guy. guy. <laughs> I had to wait like 15 more minutes. I was like yeah. motherfucker. Yeah, yeah, I, I don't know what happened. It settled down. It's better now. No, it's not. It's, 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 it's not tearing. The damage is done. I mean, that's so, the thing. You, the power shift immediately. Yeah. And all the people, 
Like when you think about the people right now in your life that you were like, ah, fuck you. And then if suddenly they're in power, they go, where is this son of a bitch? Astoria? Where does he live again? Yeah. And then, you know, you just hope they, you know, well, accidentally mistake you for Mike Feeney and kill him. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, but what's it like? So you had, you grew up watching Vietnam. And yeah. then what was it like for you to see like the Iraq war? Is that the older I get, the more no, I'm like, I already I saw believed, this before. I believed that we, that there were weapons of mass destruction. They got you too. They got me. I believed it all the way. I said, there's got to be weapons of mass destruction. It wouldn't be this. You know, they wouldn't be going to this extreme after Vietnam. Yeah, they wouldn't be. If the, it wasn't true, oh. they're not going to be fooled twice. Wouldn't be this diabolical. I said they can't be that stupid, you know, or diabolical. Either way, I said there's no way there's not weapons of mass destruction. There wasn't. I mean, I was a kid. Me, me and the Senate believed this. Yeah, you and <laughs> Hillary Clinton. All of us, yeah. <laughs> I was, Only a few did. I was a kid, and it was 2003. Yeah. So I was fresh off 9-11. Yeah, I was yeah. A fuck, I was an eighth grade fucking patriot. I had a bone dude. to pay. Yeah. Oh, I was pretty yeah. much a troop. Yeah, you had you. I had you. Four years later, I'd be going to West Point. Yeah, they had you. I was ready. Yeah. But yeah, Vietnam, Iraq, I was pumped. I was yeah. watching the, you remember when the, you I like the fact the that he thinks he'd get into West Point. You know, that's a hard school to get into. I got it. He was in. You did? Yeah. yeah. Wow, I'm I very went. impressed. You did? Yeah, well, I quit right away, but I went. Oh, that's, a, that's impressive. Yeah. What do you have to get on your fucking SATs to get into a place I like that? I played football. That helped. Oh. Yeah, they got me in for that. Yeah. I got like an eleven something on my SATs. Yeah, Nothing. It's a, uh, yeah, it's a little better than me, but it's not that good. Little above average. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. that's yeah. Like a, that's potential eleven. I got ten thirty. Yeah. I was eleven hundred for football. That's a fucking sixteen hundred. Yeah, I got ten thirty. In in my defense, I did take them on THC. That's pretty tight, actually. <laughs> you know, THC pills. Were you smoking weed? Pills back then. Yeah, that was in the seventies. THC we pills. We had THC what? pills. Yeah, dude. People I thought that was fucking new age bullshit. No, nah, dude. All that shit we took. It wasn't probably as powerful, but it was. Yeah, I heard the THC pills are powerful as fuck. Now, the, no, okay. the back then. Oh. Well, because angel dust was sometimes sprinkled. It, but I'll tell you what. First <laughs> like, took, this is gonna chill me out. <laughs> to give you an idea <laughs> of how I, if THC was powerful, the first time I took it, I was on the corner of my block, and I, I had to walk back to my house because I was like, you know, it's probably a couple of hundred yards, you know, from the corner. I had to walk. <laughs> By putting my hands against the wall. Oh, shit. Like this the whole way. That's how scared I was. No, that's you, I was had, like this. Dude, <laughs> you had way more than THC. No, because they didn't know. They would make pills and they'd be like 2,000 milligrams. They didn't know anything. Yes. It was people in the 1950s. I remember like, them. They were pink, small squares. I still remember them. Yeah, it was, it was just pure THC. I, I would hear about this all the time. And they would take these pure THC pills and it was probably like 2,000 milligrams. And no one had any idea what was coming. No one had those like one time I took an edible at the airport. Yeah, stories. true. It was just yeah. you grew up in the 60s and all of a sudden you're on 2000 milligrams of weed. Well, well, those like, pe those people really, at least by the 70s, it was more. Yeah. Those people that was a, they would dose the punch like people. You didn't even want yeah, to take. Yeah. You were there for a fucking glass of wine in a joint and suddenly you're tripping on this giant. That was that was the crazy yeah. times of the 60s. That was the acid too. The people ended up. Look, the people end up, you still see a few acid casualties from those days. Yeah. Well, the and government they, would do experiments and they'd be like, we'll give them what would be like 800 hits of acid. Yeah, and they'd be dude. like, yeah, this stuff fucks people up. It's like, well, you gave them yeah, 9 yeah, million yeah. No, times. people would volunteer for that shit. I would have. If I was if I was a teenager back then, I don't, I know I would have. Yeah, that would have been tight. I would have been happy as hell. Yeah, that was a weird, that must have been, I mean, I, I'm talking like I was there. I, was, I just hear from, I used to sell weed to people and they were like, Anytime the dude was like 60 now, they'd be like, you should have seen the THC, but they'd always get the, there was that, there was the quail, the ludes were kicking around. The ludes were, the ludes were good and bad, but I mean, THC was, was something very specific. Like ludes were around for years. Your guys' drugs stunk. It was dust. THC. Yeah. Yeah. Dust was the worst. You guys would have loved Molly. 
Probably in. Ecstasy would have been yeah. nice. You guys would have enjoyed well, that. What we used to take was, uh, you know, me- me- methadrine was different forms back then. <sighs> like in the 60s, I think it was a DMT or whatever it was. But yes, by the 70s, was- we would take crystal meth, which sounds more dangerous than it was. It wasn't as powerful as meth. By, it really? wasn't meth. No, it was, we used to take it all the time, crystal meth. It's probably Adderall. But it was not, it was definitely child's play yeah. compared to what meth was. Yeah. Oh, you guys were just like taking them. Yeah. Uppers, quaaludes, uppers, taking some dust, crystal meth. Dust oh. is nice. That's a good. Angel dust I never took, thank God. I smoked it on accident. Bad, what? right? Bad. It was fucked up. People got yeah. addicted to it. I can't imagine how. I knew a guy. You know, you know them. They always are. They have an eye like this all the time. Whenever someone does dust a lot, they're like, they always like twitch. Oh, hard. fuck. I know but a the, dude that was going like, I think 20 miles an hour on a motorcycle on 95. You know what's, you know what's interesting? <laughs> <out of trouble. laughs> you know what's interesting about Vietnam, which I realized we all had army jackets in, in the mid-70s, early 70s, uh, mid-70s. Everybody wore Vietnam army, the mm-hmm. green army jacket. Like that was the biggest style. And it was Vietnam vet. It was Vietnam clothes. Mm-hmm. So even though nobody really welcomed them home, that was a really important part of the style. That's funny because people dress like construction workers now here. Yeah, so that's it's right. Like, yeah, it's weird. Yeah, you dress like somebody who works harder than you. True, that's right. <laughs> but yeah, um, yeah. So, what, did you get to witness like dudes coming home and getting kind of treated like shit? No, but I, but I definitely, like I said, in class, that girl's bro- brother, uh, yeah, guy, yeah, yeah. And like I said, I knew the Vietnam vets, but they didn't get treated like shit in my in my neighborhood. I mean, but because everybody's like, oh, like I went to Vietnam. It was yeah, like it's a, fucked up. It was a consequential thing. I think it was mostly like at protests or at the airports. But I mean, in general, was it looked at as kind of like a shame? Like uh, he went to he no, was in not Vietnam. a shame, but there was something like, like it was a serious. Like everybody knew, like these guys went through something that was a little different from like World War II sure. and stuff. That's how and it they, is, and they is. had long hair. So even the patriotic people would were like, "This guy's all, like you know." Oh fuck! They had yeah. long hair, but they were you know they were great guys. I mean, yeah, some of them were really. Yeah, great guys, you know, like it's they weren't kinda, that fucked up, but they get wasted at night. But everybody in those days it was different. Like they weren't like, oh, that guy drinks because he's a Vietnam vet. People were getting fucked up all the time. Yeah, everybody was smoking weed. Everybody had long hair. Everybody had army jackets, and everybody was just kind of insane. So it was a sounds bit, awesome. Yeah, it was kind of awesome. <laughs> but there's, so there was something different, at least around then at that time. You know, I need to bring it back. But um, bring it back. I need to get way more militant. In my weed smoking. Army jacket. Yeah. I'm fucking up right now. It's funny to be fucked up and smoking weed. Like it is. Yeah. Like yeah. I'm just dark. <laughs> Your military. Yeah. I need to be like. <laughs> it is weird that our biology rejects burning villages. Some level, yeah. you know, if you do it, it, fucks you up. It's tough coming back. Oh my god! But I mean, the, the the tragedy is that they were. That was literally their strat- the strategy that yeah. they were told to do. Yeah. So what does that do to you? You're listening to the people that. You don't make those decisions. It's a chain of command. Yeah. And they're saying burn the villages. You can't really half-ass it, really. It's oh, like my God. Set, like, I, read a, thing I read a horrible book. It was just witness guys that had done atrocities in Vietnam. It was just an oral history Ugh. from guys that have done things in Vietnam. And I'll tell you, I, I remember one quote somebody said, you'll never be surprised. You're going to be shocked. Some guy was talking to some other reporter or somebody who was going over there and he goes, you you're gonna be shocked at the cruelty of a 19 year old American boy, like and what they'll what they'll be capable of by the time they leave. I mean, that's and the, the guy thing. goes. That's what happened. Yeah, that's the thing. Every one of these wars, every one of these atrocities is 19 year old, 20 year old boys with 
they've been killing people for a year. Sure. They're gonna they're gonna go wild. Yeah, once one of your friends gets shot, it's like all right, we'll fuck Yeah, this. we'd be yeah. the same fucking way. Yeah, yeah, of course. And I mean to varying degrees. Some people would love it more than other people. We'd all be the same way. Yeah. You would love it. What? War? Yeah, no, atrocities, committing atrocities. Yeah, yeah well, I'd, I'd hate <laughs> it. You would be the I'd worst. Hate fuck me up. I'd be in a long hair and a jacket so quick. Like, what the fuck's going on? <laughs> yeah, I don't know. That, that would be, I, I mean, you know, because there was like, they, I think they just gas you up enough to get you over there. And then it's like your friend gets shot. Or you get fucking just like, drafted, dude. True, yeah. Think of that. You forgot about fucking that. drafted yeah. into that. You're just. Yeah, you're in college. Like, even the guys yeah. who just were like, I decided to drop out for one semester. They go, the minute I dropped out, they got me. Like, oh. they were watching people yeah. to make sure the minute they got him, they're like, get that fucking guy. They're probably like finding out their grades are <laughs> yeah. like, and get this. He's going to drop yeah, out. Yeah, he's not going to do yeah, anything. Michael played basketball just to get out of He played basketball at Westchester to get out of it. Really? I think, yeah. Who did? Michael Jack. He was, he played, oh. he was like, oh, he was of the perfect age to get drafted, and he just hooped it up. My dad was graduated college or high school in 74. Mm hmm. So he didn't. He got a draft card, but he was. My dad was. Too, I always my, make fun of him for being a draft out. He got a draft. He got a draft card. He didn't get drafted. But yeah, seventy four. The war ended. People trying to get out of there. Yeah. The war ended, but it was funny to. It's fun to make fun. He of him. probably had the last year of the draft. The draft yeah. probably ended in seventy five. Oh, must have been yeah. so nice. It's nice to make fun of him for being a draft. I can't out. believe That's you played very funny. football at West Point. That's pretty impressive. Well, I didn't. I quit. Yeah, you but, practiced. But let's answer this question: <laughs> Did you just play football in high school and you were going to try to get on West Point's team? What was West Point putting you on the team? No, West Point recruited me. I got recruited. Uncle that's Sam. impressive. Yeah, yeah, it is. That's fucking Division One, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. D one ball. Gee. Yeah, that's why. What I position went. you play? Wait. Offensive line, quarterback. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Wait, <laughs> I was the quarterback. I was a wide. I was going to say <laughs> tight end. No, that'd be really nice. No, tight end's a, the best position. I was to play a fucking football. offensive True. guard. Tight end's the best position because you don't really have to block. You don't really have to catch, but you have to do both, and you do them whenever you want. True. You said a run and go tight end. <laughs> That's it. Yeah, three steps cut across the middle. <laughs> <laughs> that yeah. is impressive. It's uh, it is impressive. D one ball. Yeah, you guys should have seen me. Crying. You go to Penn State. <laughs> Did you grow up near Penn State? Yeah, I wasn't good enough for that. No, they're fucking. Those monsters. guys are fucking. Yeah, yeah, monsters. There's a difference. In yeah, there another the, Division yeah. One. There's a huge jump from sure. Army to. You just have to play Navy. A major program. You would have yeah. been in a war though. Yeah, it was during. It was 2006. I would have been. Yeah, I would have been in You might have tortured You might have tanked the You would have been in the surge in Iraq and then Afghanistan. We showed you right over to Afghanistan. Yeah. Man, you would have been And I went over and did shows in, in uh, Djibouti, too. We had, we had oh, troops nice. in uh, Djibouti, yeah, right by right. Somalia. We got off the uh, plane and it was flies. I mean, the whole sky, like, I'm like, what is this? What is right up here? Was this dark, like, Dirt, like I thought there was like a uh, some kind of a coal uh, of it. was flies. Oh, it's fucking flies. Djibouti and Somalia would not be great to grow up in. <laughs> no, Djibouti no. stinks. Somalia, would be pretty yeah. Good. Did you ever read the really Ion Hershey? Like, fucking Djibouti. Yeah, it's a I rough mean, it's place. such a funny place. You know what the capital of Djibouti is? What Djibouti? <laughs> really? <laughs> yeah, Djibouti, Djibouti. Yeah, pretty tight. Just thought that's nice. Where but is yeah. Djibouti? No, but that's what they said about Vietnam. The they said you get off the plane and it stunk. That was the first thing oh, they noticed. Fuck. They said it's the hottest place on the planet it and it stinks. smelled. Yeah. The minute you got off, that was the first thing everybody noticed. Djibouti stinks? No, no, Vietnam. <laughs> At least oh, Vietnam stinks. Sorry, I, thought you said, I, I know what you're doing, Matt. No, that's what I thought you were talking about. Uh, we got good movies and music out of it, though. Um, out, of Vietnam? out of Vietnam. Was that really Vietnam, though? Yeah, the birds. 
There's enough suffering and bullshit that good stuff came out of it. I'm saying, but most of those move. Most oh yeah, it came of, after, obviously, or before, or, or but it wasn't really directly related to it. Um, you know, Abba. What's that? Abba yeah, came, Abba out, came, after, out, came out after. I'm saying all the good music was used in Vietnam movies. Yeah, but it true. wasn't necessarily because of Vietnam. Ah. Yeah. By the way, I did a show, um, a 9/11 uh, wounded warrior thing last summer, and in the middle of it, John Fogerty speaking of one of the famous. Uh, Vietnam soundtrack guys, you know, uh, Creedence Clearwater. Yeah. He gets on in the middle of the show. It's Everybody's tired. By himself, basically, which is a little band. And sounds and looks exactly like he looked from the old days and destroys the place. Wow. Damn. It was really so impressive to see. And that was, he was a real Vietnam soundtrack guy, you know. Yeah. Every Vietnam movie, he's got a, like, Creedence Clearwater yeah. song. Yeah. would be nothing without Vietnam. Creedence Clearwater. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, was- well, they wouldn't have made a con- They wouldn't have been bad. They wouldn't have lasted that long. You're right. True. But it's also because he had a lot of rain songs and a lot of apocalyptic songs. I think that helped. Like for example, um, like have you ever seen? Right. Rain? Well, that song. Have you ever seen rain? Like I was like, oh, that must be about Vietnam because it's about this whole clash. It must be about the end of the world. It's about him and his brother fighting and then breaking up the band. <laughs> <laughs> so this is what I mean. Yeah, I want yeah, it to yeah. be about Vietnam. Yeah, yeah. He's got an argument with his brother. Yeah. <laughs> Didn't Wasn't that the guy who got sued for using, like, copying his own music when he, he did CCR? That was owned by some record label. Then he put out his own stuff, but it sounded so much like CCR. He got sued by his record label for That's stealing evil. his own music. They would sue for a guy. too much like himself. That's evil. That's a tragedy. Maybe That's Hitler was evil. right. <laughs> that makes me sick. I think that was him. That makes me sick to my stomach. Yeah. They have the audacity to sue a guy. It was illegal for him to go, too many downstrokes at once. They'd be like, uh-uh-uh. Oh, my God. That's really psychotic. Fucked up. Yeah. In like the 80s, too. He like needed. Well, I'll tell you one of the greatest scenes. You ever see that Beach Boys movie where his father goes, well, I sold the rights. And that guy, you know, what's that actor's name? He's really good. The young guy that played Brian Wilson. And so, I don't think I saw a Beach Boys movie. It's pretty good. I mean, it's not that great, but but he's <laughs> this Rock? guy's so good. He's that actor. He's, he's always in many things. But he was just he just as sick. He looked sick. Yeah. When, they, when his father goes, I says, you know, the Beach Boys' father was like a real dick. Beach Boys, another one. Talk about like the, how that. I wonder how that influenced their relationship with music like because music beach boys is before people knew about vietnam mm. and then so they a lot of bands were associated with the the more conservative i would say here are the bands that would be the vietnam vet guys not the hip music it was anti-war i would say the beach boys frankie valley and the four seasons the Young Rascals. Like, there's certain bands. Damn, like, it sucks to have PTSD and listening to fucking the Beach Boys. <laughs> it was probably waking early, up yeah. nightmare every day. Well, then they got weird. The Beach Boys ended up getting kind of weird. Sure. Well, I don't want to discuss it unless you guys watch the movie. Because oh, Because it's such true. a known entity. But the whole thing is that crazy uh, Mike Love, you know, he's the lead. Yeah. He was the one. He tried to sue Brian Wilson for using the name Beach Boys when Brian Wilson wrote all the songs. That's fucked up. But then he gives this speech. You have to watch this speech of him at the... Uh, when they were inducted into the Hall of Fame, Rock and Roll Hall of Fame in like 1988, because everybody said he was kind of a douchebag, you know? He gets up there and he goes, this is 1988. 88. Yeah. And he goes, Beach Boys, I'd like to thank, uh, uh, we d- had more number one hits than anybody else. We toured the world 
16 months in a row. I'd like to see the Mop Tops, that's the Beatles, try to beat that one. Oh, fuck. And then he says, I'd like to see Mick Jagger and the Rolling Stones try to top, like he was literally arguing from like 1965. <laughs> <laughs> the Beach Boys are like, oh. Boys fucking rule, dude. That just yeah. moved me. I'm like, fuck yeah, dude. Fucking yeah. pussy ass Beatles. Beatles are fucking pussies. Mick Jagger's a bitch, dude. Yeah. The, 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 the Beatles <laughs> are the best. <laughs> First of all, I love the Beach Boys, but the Beatles are the mess because just imagine everybody's trying to be hipper and more bluesy. And these guys will be like, bah, 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 bah. in the middle of their thing, they'll do songs with fucking oboes and kazoos. Yeah, that kind of rules. Yeah. I mean, it's kind of yeah. badass. They took it back for the whites. They took it back to their stupid <laughs> dance hall shit from the <laughs> England in the fifties, you know. But that Did was you watch the Get Back documentary? No, that made me. That made me a Beatlemania. I heard it was awesome. For, I want to see it so badly, but I want to get Disney Plus. I'm just too lazy. I'm I'm sick of putting in passwords. True. I can't do it. I have to have a password for Disney Plus. Can't they have one <laughs> password for everything and just use it? Like one thing you could buy a subscription. It's communism, dude. We almost had it. Yeah. We fought it off. Was that now? <laughs> yeah, it was communism. We almost had it. Yeah, communism has right. one password. One, one password. password. That would Good. get me, actually. Like, dude, everything's on one thing. Just yeah. put on your gray sweatsuit. But the Beatles were, uh, yeah, they were part of that. Music was, you're right. Like, music was really part of what people at that time, like, I remember it was such a Vietnam thing. Like, you would see these shows, and even as little kids, we knew, like, if you'd watch, like, the Dean Martin show, because we watch everything. You were a little kid. Yeah. You watch, like, the Dean Martin had a TV show. And you knew they were pro-war. And nice. then you watch, you know, almost no other TV show was anti-war, really. Laughing was a little bit, you know. And um, Which one was anti-war? What, Laughing? Yeah, I'm saying, like, all these shows on TV. So they yeah. have these old people. And they, you'd think, even though we're, like, seven years old, we're like, those are the squares. Mm. Like, you know what I mean? They yeah. were, like, pro-war. And then you see, so like, it was young- cool. it was cool to be anti-war when you were young. Sure. Yeah. Oh, yeah. No, that was, like, the hip thing. Oh, so you're saying like the sanctioned station shows were just kind of yeah, like, like most of you knew like they were squares, even though we we're little kids. Yeah. We knew they were squares. So the, the shows of that time were supporting in a horrific war and like a horrific. Kind but of they were really supporting, yeah. but now, you just kind of knew no that that was like the way it was in yeah. some weird way. You could sense like that was a, that's why uh, Saturday Night Live was the first really anti-establishment like i know the smothers brothers and all this other stuff but still are saturday night live <laughs> snl's yeah they go against the grain oh yeah Way big time dude <laughs> yeah but i mean at that when they first started but again it wasn't political by then yeah that was yeah. just like oh shit these people we all smoke weed. like the whole country smoked weed in those mm. days everybody got fucking high it's it's amazed to me that it wasn't legalized then yeah everybody smoked weed everybody had weed on them at all times everybody you know, under age 40. And and SNL was the first time people were like wearing tie-dyed shirts on TV. Like they didn't dress up in jeans and you really? could tell they were stoned yeah. and you could tell they make little jokes, the whole show about being stoned. So like huh. that was like the, it was the most breakthrough thing anyone had seen on TV. That's kind of nuts to think. When was that? 75, 76. That's kind of nuts to think about. Yeah. That was the end of right after the war ended, I guess. And now. Yeah. You know, the major late night shows are just freewheeling. Big oh, time freewheeling. Now it's just back to Vietnam. Truth to power. Where they're all like. Yeah. Truth to power. You better listen to the government. True. <laughs> like, all right. Yep. It's kind the of government's right. Dude, I'm telling you, I talked about that earlier. It's the concept of an antiadromia where anything at its absolute extreme flips into its opposite. Yeah. Sure. 
What do you call it? Anti what? And I think I don't. I'm not pronouncing it right. But an antiodromia. I'm not sure. This it's a swing of the pendulum, dude. Yeah, the pendulum's reaching just to go back. Can't you say swing of the pendulum is more poetic? Yeah, well, true. You have to use a scientific that. term for something that was beautifully. It just sounds cool. No, swing of pendulum sounds cool. The pendulum swing. The zenith, pendulum of, the sounds pen, cool. the zenith of the pendulum is just the beginning of it going yeah, back like to the other pe- state. The pendulum, I like that. I mean, that's not what you're saying, but pendulum is much cooler than antiadromia. Okay. Yeah, Matt. Fair Shut enough. the fuck Matt, up. What are you listen thinking? Listen to me. Sorry, guys. Poetry. <laughs> I thought I was doing something. Antiadromia was nice. My eye hurts. Is that, what's the fucking snake eating itself? Ouroboros. That thing, too. That, too. Yeah, that's in there too. We got that. You know Snake eating itself. Yeah. Fucking yeah, <laughs> Ouroboros, dude. What do you yeah. call it? Ouroboros. Ouroboros. Yeah. But does it yeah. really eat itself or does it just appear to eat its own skin? That's the question. Let's get back to me now, dude. How about King Rat? I like that one too. What's King Rat? What's that? All the rats are in a circle together. <laughs> do you know that one? Yeah, they all like eat. What do they do? They tails get caught together and they end up. Oh, yeah. A rat net, like when their tails get knotted together. You ever see that? Oh, fuck. It's That's what a king disgusting. rat is? Ew. Yeah. And what do they bite each other to death? Probably. I don't know. That's what rat. I, yeah, rats for sure. Oh you ever see God. rats get killed by terriers? Yes. That's pretty fantastic. fun to watch. The greatest. Yeah. That it's like is, in Northern it's really England. fun to watch. Like, okay. Well, let yeah, them they go just dig them up. Oh. And, yeah. yeah. Yeah, it is the best. That's good. It's the best. See them scared for once. Yeah. <laughs> Not so tough. I don't mind the rats in New York. You don't? I really, they don't affect me. Nah, they start. That's because you live in a story where it's a. Like, oh, There's almost no rats up here. That's right, because it's yeah. all. Well, I'll tell you where they are. They probably right by the uh, that little area near the airport. Although I saw one last night for the first time. Big like, boy. On my, on my front porch there. Right here? Yeah. It's the first time I've seen one. It's called an airway. What is it called? Airway. Airway? Front porch. Well, there's no porch. Well, you don't have to be poetic about it. <laughs> no, but airway. <laughs> but I'm being New York about it. Call it airway. You call it an airway? Yeah. I'm not in New York at all. Yeah, but since you're living in, in. I know, I'm working on it. Airway. Why do they call them airway? I don't know. <laughs> what? <laughs> That's what we call them growing up. Airway. Oh, you're from New York? Yeah. Where Where in New York? Brooklyn. What? How, how do you feel about Brooklyn now? That's fantastic. Um, <laughs> well, you know, I mean, I have mixed feelings because, like I said, if it had kept going the way it was going, it wouldn't exist anyway. Mm, true. You know, obviously now this. That's an antiadromia. I was going to say it's either way. Yeah. The extreme now is the other thing. Mobsters. And antiadromia. White I'm starting to like antiadromia now. Hell yeah. <laughs> None of us are saying it right. But now. only. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That is My girlfriend thing. likes Brooklyn. She does. I like Queens. You do, yeah. I like this. This is good. This neighborhood's good. I used to live up the block. Yeah, that's crazy. You lived right there. I lived there. right up the block. I lived on 42nd Street and 30th Avenue. Yeah, what? There's, a, there's a bar there called Blackbirds. I don't know if it was around back then. Well, you, back then, Suspenders. You know, Suspenders, the Feynman Bar on 37th and 3rd. They used to have a location over there. Okay. The bus terminal's still over here, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's where I live, right near the bus terminal. Fuck it's wild. Yeah. It's crazy to me. I, I like, like, I, I kind of like seeing ass. the rats, though. Like, you do? I'll, when I walk from the stand... In the cellar, like back and forth, you walk through, I guess it's Washington, not Washington Square Park. I think Grant, what park's right by the stand? You're about like by Irving Union Place? Square, Union, Union Square. Square, I'm an idiot. Yeah. And the the wall, the park's like shoulder level. Yeah, It's a little elevated, so you see the rats like, see them oh, running the around wall? like right next to you. They love a wall, don't they? Yeah. 
They love a Wait, trail. Wait, so did you see the dude? Did you see like Forty Second Street back in its heyday? I didn't just see it. I, I. What was it like? Indulged in it. What was it like? <laughs> um, it was like that was uh, a glorious fapping at a peep show. It was, uh, yeah. It was, it was, it was, it was. I mean, I was a kid, so to me, oh, it was very perfect. exciting. I was nineteen, perfect. eighteen, but. Wait, where? It was, it was like that. Deuce. Honestly. Oh, shit. 42nd Street back I when I thought was, you were talking about this street. I was like, what I'd the fuck? I'd fall on here. This is 42nd Street. I'd fap on 40, I'd fap I'd, here. I do whack off on 42nd Street. Just the Greek guys. Just the Greek guys drinking like sparkling waters. Like, oh, Wait, fuck, when dude. you lived here, was it all fucking Greeks and Russians and Arabs here? It was Greeks, yeah. Yeah. It was all Greeks. Back then, it was all Greeks. Yeah, it was, I lived here in the 80s. Yeah. Probably 85, 86. Damn. And I feel like it was yesterday. Really, I feel like I was just here. I was like, "Yeah, I used to live around here." It was a hundred years ago, and I'm like, "Yeah, yeah it just feels like it was yesterday." That's crazy. That is fucked. I feel up. like I was just like three summers ago. So you lived. Yeah, that's the, crazy. So you love the Deuce, the show. I like that show. I like and the you idea lived of witnessing. Yeah, that. I lived. I lived. I. I mean, I was in Times Square when I. It's funny because the '70s to me, when I was a kid, like teenager, and we go to Times Square, it was wild. But the '80s, it was a little more dangerous. In a different way. I can't really describe why, because it was the same, but the seventies was like more like the deuce. Yeah. And then the eighties was like these huge gangs, but in the seventies there were huge gangs too. So sometimes you'd be on forty second street and a gang, a swarm of kids get off the train and just start robbing the few unshady people that were there and just start knocking shit over, ripping it was the early days of camcorders. So you see the kids waving the trophy for camcorder, you know what I mean? Gang. But so it was. It got a little wild. But I mean, and uh, but Pete, like I said, I did. I did a whole show about those days in New York. And one of the things I talk about is how people would go to a play, and nobody went for dinner or drinks after Broadway show. You went right get the train or cab and get the hell out. Took of off, yeah. Immediately, nobody would hang out after. You'd have dinner before. You nope, or everything was shut down by eleven o'clock. Really? After a play? Yeah. No, the streets would deserve. All Times Square was Times Square was crowded, but with dirt bags and a few tourists are like, "What am I doing here?" But the, the Broadway's all like Eighth Avenue, all those restaurants, all shut by eleven o'clock. Damn! But you were saying as a teenager, you had access. We to, loved it. You, you just can, take the train right here. Damn! You're getting just going. And I lived lady with the in bush. the eighties, mid eighties. I lived in Forty Fourth, Forty Fifth Street, and Ninth Avenue. So I was always in midtown. In the middle of the heyday of all that stuff. You know? Yeah, it's crazy. That used to be like severely fucked up over there. Now it's just like. <laughs> it was really bad. Yeah. That's you awesome. miss the, when it was shitty? Yeah. I mean, you miss it, of course. But, you know, you're looking with rose colored glasses. Yeah. Yeah. You know, like if you were there bad. now, you'd be mad. Oh, yeah. Well, <laughs> even then, I was even then I I knew you could die. For, you know, there was a lot of bad shit going on. Yeah. yeah so it's always you always remember like, oh, this. But it wasn't some fun glamour. Yeah. You know, taxi driver is fun to watch as a movie. But when you're in the middle of it, it's like, yeah, no, it was really bad. <laughs> yeah, because even the, what was that Bruce Willis movie where it's shot in Philadelphia in the 80s and it's just terrifying? It's 12 Monkeys, was it? Oh, or? yeah, yeah, yeah. They shot a Bruce Willis movie in the 80s in Philly and it looks crazy how fucked up it was. 12 Monkeys in the late 90s. Was that late 90s? But that's Philly, you know, you you have to subtract 10 years from, from every other place. Yeah, <laughs> Philly's fucking shitty, yeah, dude. Philly's in New York in the 70s. I used to always say that. Yeah, it's, it's still. Uh, I was talking to Laura outside. Yeah. And I go, oh, you're from Philly. I like Philly. She goes, yeah, it's screwed up now. <laughs> you should. I, I can't stop talking about it. I've talked about it. We, oh, we were just down. Dude, Kensington Avenue in Philadelphia yes. is fucking crazy. I know. It's, I've never seen anything like it. It's like the It's Bowery. truly a 
national disaster. It's a national. It looks it's like a zombie apocalypse. Yeah. I was. We were filming our sketch show down there last two weeks ago, and I would just drive after every every shoot. It'd be like one or two in the morning, so I would drive up and down Kensington Ave. And you've, I've never, dude. People injecting into their necks yeah. into open fucking wounds on their legs it's and shit. It's terrible. Yeah. Well, somebody, somebody should do something. It's tough. They're, they're but saying, isn't it interesting? Like, what? This is the problem with democracy. You can't just do something. Yeah. You have to make sure everybody's on board. Everybody understands. Even the people you want to stop have to be on yeah, board. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's the problem with democracy. Yeah, yeah. But if it was communism. They'd, say be, they'd be up against the wall. I was saying fascism. Yeah. Monarchy. Yeah. Theocracy. True. I like a nice we theocracy. We do Timocracy. need to get a nice theocracy. What's a timocracy? Aristocracy. What's a timocracy? That's a good question. I think it's a combination of, uh, it's one of those old like Plato things, you know, where they have timocracy. Yeah. And I think it's a combination, well, we'll have to look up. I don't want to say that anymore. <laughs> I think it's a combination of uh, what citizens, uh, you know, like. Um, nice. Okay. What is it? Oh, there you go. Oh, I thought you knew it. Okay. I you need we... to own property <laughs> to do things in the government. A timocracy. All right. Fair enough. So like a limited aristocracy. All I right. like it. I wouldn't mind that a little bit, maybe. Homeowner. Not okay. bragging. I'm a homeowner. Taking my dad and friend from back home and brother-in-law to the Yankees game tonight. You are? That, yeah, I'm excited. It's we got the... Front row seats from the boss over there. <laughs> That's yeah. Steinbrenner. Yeah, SNL. Are you? Oh really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Bringing yeah. a glove. I might catch a foul ball behind the <laughs> net. Gloves. Thankfully, don't, last time I was, don't last be the time, dickhead that doesn't give it to a kid. Last time I sat behind the home plate, I got, I got, I was drinking a little, and then anytime a foul ball comes back, it's terrifying. Yeah, there's a net, but it's going a hundred miles an hour Jesus right at Christ. you. Jesus Christ! And I was so drunk that it flew and hit, and like ten seconds later, I was like. <laughs> it, was, it was a very embarrassing what, moment one time i was drunk at the uh it was the yankee game this is a oh, hundred years ago this guy toby harrow was playing for the rangers yeah. i think and i kept saying toby toby hey do, do they think about giving you a boy's name toby and so my whole oh, section's laughing right they're like ah ha ha toby the, the game was a blowout whatever it was i forget it was when it's just some shitty game and he starts Lining it towards where we're oh, sitting, no. and the whole crowd turned on me. He's <laughs> like, "You saw me! If I hit that ball, we're gonna kill you." The wise ass. That was back before they had fucking nets up, right? Yeah, no nets. You people oh my must have been getting, dude, and people he started, hit with fucking he bats. like three in a row, and people like, like when he's yeah. up the bat, like Jeez. he went out of his way to just try to hit this. That's incredible. Mount. Holy fuck. Those are, by the way, those loudmouths are my least favorite thing. Oh, the worst. We're it the worst. bothers me so fucking. The and they, worst. They, they're timeless. These yes. dudes that go yeah, to baseball yeah. games are from the 60s. Yes. Yeah. I don't know how they're still making these dudes. Dude, yeah. before internet these comments. white guys that go down and yeah. sit on the third baseline and are like. And they have Alec. Just yeah. yelling at a guy. And they have third. the projection of, a, of an opera singer. They, they <laughs> really do. <laughs> you can see the player getting. He can hear it. Yeah. He's getting insulted. Yes. They'll be like. Yeah, like, you know, watch yes. a guy shake it Dude, off. Girls' yes. name would fuck it's me fucking up. Crazy. Girls it's crazy. Girls' name, name is brutal. Girls' name would have got me. It's such a great mocking voice too. Yeah, I had a friend that was really good. I mean, I was a llama, but 
I, I didn't go that out that often. But my friend, he had the best voice. And it's always that tone where it's cut like, nah, nah. Yeah. <laughs> he cut just, through everybody. Yeah. And he was just, they would get so mad. You see him. that Yankees uh, Guardians, well, Indians game? No. The fucking outfield jumped into the, I mean, they were up on the wall, like oh, trying to was, yeah. fight the fucking. Bleacher creatures. Oh, yeah. that's so oh. funny. Well, it's so yeah. funny to work your whole life and be like, I'm finally a pro, and there's just some dude, some, some mailman waiting for idiot. you. Some drunk mailman. Pussy. <laughs> it's well, it's the same in what? comedy. Only the problem in comedy, which people don't talk about, is that sometimes the drunk, usually the drunk, is your fan. Oh, always. They came to see you. And then you got to kick them like, out. Hey, and you got to kick them out. I know. And it, yeah. it hurts me. That's the worst. But you know what? What are you going to do? It makes me sad. Yeah. It's pathetic. When somebody has it to It happened leave. to me two weeks ago. Yeah. It happens constantly. And the guy's like, he's my favorite comic. Yeah. yeah. The guy in North Carolina, I had to kick him out. He was yelling the whole time. He's yelling shit from the podcast. Yeah, and yeah. Yes. And, and you got to be like, all right, please, you got to head out. That was the fifth strike. Yeah. He's ruined the entire show at this point. Yeah. Him and his girlfriend leave. He f- he starts resisting in the doorway. The he's best. grabbing the door. The best. He's like, yeah, this because is he's realizing work. Yeah. this is my one thing I'm looking forward to all month. Yeah. And then he goes outside to kick him out. I watch him sneak back in yes. and walk. He didn't like sneak through the back. He walked to the front of the stage right. to get back to his seat. And I was like, because, you know, the lights are on. You can't really see. I was like, is that? There's no way this is that guy again. He's and back like, in. The whole crowd was like, do, it's him. And they had this <laughs> security swarm you should him do, again. You should get his phone number and put him on a podcast. He was good. No, put him on and say, listen, I want to talk to you when you're sober. You can represent a oh, whole new shit. breakthrough. Like, How would you feel about that? You can break through a whole new thing. How much did it cost you? And how did you feel about coming to see your buddy, Shane, and trying to ruin my fucking show? Yeah, but I don't want to. It'd be like naming a school shooter on the news. True. I don't I'm, I don't know if I want to give him the publicity. No, but you're not treating him nicely. You're saying, look, you're yeah. representing all the assholes every comedian's dealt with. Yeah, it's not a bad nah, idea. No, they helped the show. They do. They're always like, dude, what? I helped. They were just laughing. True. Oh, we're not allowed to laugh. <laughs> yes. They always say the same shit. Oh, you know, in front of the comedy club, they're talking to me. I can't talk back. It's like, no, not like that. Yeah. And I'm not talking to you. Yes. Yeah. I'm talking. Yeah. We actually- and you're drunk. So you're like, he's talking to me. <laughs> Did you ever have a guy leave <laughs> he, by his own He's volition? talking straight to me. Did yeah. you ever have a guy leave by his own The only time we're volition? talking to you is to go be quiet. <laughs> yeah. Then they not think a that's chance. crowd work. Not a that chance. Hey, could yeah. you be quiet? Oh, he's trying to talk to me. Now we're to doing shut our you act. up. Now we're doing the act I dreamed about, where me and him become friends after the show. Yes, <laughs> true. Yeah, I think you should uh, definitely get the guy. Because get one of those guys. It off. really is disturbing. Well, I don't know, but I mean, it could be the worst idea of all time. It probably is, but <laughs> it's just disturbing because when you think about how many of these people are fans, yeah. because people think of hecklers as people trying to ruin your show sometimes. But I'd say 80% of the time, they're fans. They're yeah, drunk. that very rarely For happens. Sure. Once you have a f- fans, it rarely happens where somebody's heckling you to ruin the show. No. When they're you don't have fans. There, the people that hate you are sitting there quietly. Yeah. When you don't you have see fans, them, don't it's attention. an entire room of people who hate you. Yeah. Because they don't know what you're going to say. And yeah. they're up there saying wild shit. And there's somebody that's like, hey, asshole, shut the fuck up. That's yeah. right. And people are like, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> that's, that's when you got a heckler. Yeah, I or th- when they get you with a good one and the crowd laughs. Yeah, you're like, fuck. That I always was funny. give it up. I always give it up. I'm like, damn, oh, that's for good. sure. But I feel like I feel like when they get called out, they go like, all right, all right, I'm gonna turn this around. They keep doubling down. They're like, I'm gonna do it. I'm finally yes. you gotta get out. And they're like, no, 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 no. I'm not gonna leave, dude. There was a guy in Brea this weekend, mm-hmm. front row, and Brea is a huge room. It's like 500, 600 yeah. seats. He's in the front, 
And anytime the crowd was laughing or I had like a good joke, he would go, Shay, 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 Shay. And he did it from the start. <sighs> and I was like, bro, please stop, stop. He kept fucking going. His buddy's sitting across from him like, stop, dude, stop. And he would stop himself and then forget. And like two minutes later, be like, Shay. It's so, <laughs> in the- it was fucking crazy. That's it's funny. so fucking infuriating. Yeah. I once had a woman that was not, she was trying to, like she was drunk. I could tell she by herself. She was an old rocker chick. Illegal. I get some of those. And she was, <laughs> but you could tell like she was just like, you know, have been through the mill. And she's by herself. <laughs> and she goes, every time I'd finish a joke before the laugh, I didn't realize there's a slight pause before people laugh <laughs> after you finish a joke. I think they go right into laughter. But it's always a second and then they laugh. In that millisecond, <laughs> she would go, yeah. <laughs> it threw the whole night off slightly and nobody would know except me. Yeah. And I was like, I got, I was trying to explain to her, but meanwhile, I was like, what are you busting her balls for? Of course. And she's even horrified. Like she almost started crying. I'm like, all right, just, and it was just such a weird vibe. Oh man. How about that girl in Philly with the laugh? Do you remember that? Were you there for that one? There's a girl in the front row that was like borderline. It sounded like sexual. And she was in the front and it was like anytime and she couldn't stop because once I pointed it out, she couldn't stop laughing. Yeah. And it was like <laughs> like the, this insane fucking thing. What? And you can't be like, hey, shut up. Shut up. I know. It's that's like the you're problem. having Your the most fun. Your laugh is un- unacceptable. Yeah. <laughs> yeah what you, why would you sit in the front? You knew you laughed like this. Yeah. You banished a man? In bananas? We we exercised banished him. Banished. We, no, we exercised him from the crowd. We just kept I kept we kept it going and finally his bros left and he was like and he just walked away. <laughs> That's so we got funny. him, he reached a fever pitch and he just was like and his bananas away. was the first place I ever kicked the table out. That's good. That was the first place. I never kicked people out. Yeah, I that think, was the only I think place. someone kicked like 10 tables out of my just, one show. There was, there was like half, <laughs> yeah, half yeah, people. One of the openers <laughs> must have kicked them out. <laughs> Honestly, if that's if I had my way, and I've said this for 30 years. I would not allow drinking in comedy clubs ever. That'd be great. I, but then you don't get paid as much. Yeah, definitely yeah. not. That's definitely the not. Just the food no has drinking. to go by the food. Just No drinking alcohol. No. What about a two drink <laughs> maximum? Well, maybe True. the problem is they're drunk before they get there. So yeah, for it probably sure. wouldn't even work. Or just sure. swallow like a tranquilizing pill. Just to loosen them up and that's it. Yeah. Like a clonopin. Well, yeah. not a lot of people are stoned the whole show, which also has a weird energy, you know? People on mushrooms are weird heckle. I, they don't even try to heckle you. They'll just be like, that's very good. Like, yes. Yeah. yeah. And that's they're just smart. like laughing like, oh. Like, yeah. I'm like, why are you surprised you're at a comedy show, you know? <laughs> they're or they're the people that are stoned are sitting there like looking at you like the whole show. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And then you get done and you're like, you guys hate that whole table hated me. And they're like, that was the best show. I've yeah. Ever. <laughs> you're like, holy shit, dude. Yeah. And that fucks you up. If you see one table just of dudes yeah. that you know are fans because like, they're high and yeah. they're, you're like, all right, that guy obviously likes me. Mm-hmm. He's wearing a fucking shirt or whatever. Yeah. And that the whole table's like, <laughs> you're like, fuck, I'm not living up to what they thought. By the <laughs> way, we're not talking, we, we left out one thing to so my comedy now. Is Vietnam veteran comedians like Blake Clark? Do you know Blake Clark? No. Is? What? He was in a bunch of Sandler movies and he did stand up in 80s and 90s and he was on a Tonight Show as a Vietnam. He was a lieutenant in Vietnam and he was like, you know, in it like a heavily. Wow. I think he was a heavily decorated guy. I think he was like a real war hero. And he was a stand up, like a legitimate stand up for years from Georgia. And his opening joke used to be, you know, I was in. 
uh, you know, I grew up in Georgia. I joined the army. I was in Vietnam, and he goes, and I still have flashbacks of Georgia. You know, I'm the only flashbacks in Vietnam. <laughs> yeah, I wonder how many vets were comedians. How yeah, many other guys. But and there used to be a guy Frankie Bastille who claimed he was a Vietnam vet, and the way he behaved, you believe him. Rich Voss knows him very well too, and uh, <laughs> I only say that because I knew him. I worked yeah. with him a few times. But I know if Rich Voss hears this, he'll be like, I was close with him. It's like, all right, you were closer with him than I was Man, Voss. Man, Voss. I miss uh, Voss. So I don't cool. see him yeah. anymore. No, you don't? No, I uh, used to see I, That's He was the first guy to take me he's, on the road. He's the I greatest. Love, he's the funniest fucking guy. Funniest already. guy in the world. He is actually, the, might be one of the funniest, so one of the funniest people of all time. Absolutely. Everything he does. I love Voss. I just yeah. like seeing him. Now he's nice to me, which is very funny. Yeah. Because he always, you know, he, he, was was always, always, he was always very nice to me. He was always me. a ball buster. But like, I remember right when I got SNL, he was like, not joking, he came up and was like, you know, I've always been good to you, right? <laughs> I was like, holy Dude. shit. But that's what I love about him. He didn't try to hide it. No. Now, you might, some people might say he's too dumb to hide it, but it's more than that. <laughs> you know what it is that. But, yeah, but um, you've been yeah. watching it. He posts, do you oh, but, on Instagram? He posts landscaping videos. No oh, shit. I watch them all the time. Landscaping with Rick. They stink. <laughs> they stink. They're so Dude, funny. Dude, him on digital graffiti was unbelievable. So we had this show. Physical graffiti? It was called digital graffiti. Oh. We had a show where. See how old be, I am? I go, physical yeah. graffiti? <laughs> there was a, a Zeppelin. There was a. Uh, <laughs> screen behind the comedian yeah. and there was a group text of other comedians on the screen making fun of the comedian and they couldn't see it oh. the comedian so, on stage yeah what we were saying the word like the chat was coming up trashing your friend as yeah. they tried yeah. to perform and the so audience a roast a silent yeah. roast basically right, where right. the audience can see it silent. and they're laughing oh my god and and the comedian has no idea what everyone's laughing at she can't turn around and look and it, we would do it to open micers and ourselves and the only good comedian we ever did it to Voss. was Voss. I asked him but to host he didn't know the show. What, he didn't know what was going he on. He didn't know what the fucking show was. He I still doesn't know. I didn't know. No, he he holds it against us <laughs> to this day. So he was so fucking mad. But usually, dude, five. I would do like three minutes, and you just can't take it. It's the worst feeling. In your the world. people are laughing at you. Were said it oh, before. Of course, people it's the are worst. laughing at you, and you don't know what they're laughing yeah. at. So you invent what they're laughing at. You, you like, think it's the worst, most insecure fuck. thing you can think of. And he did fucking but like twelve Voss, minutes. Voss just eviscerated us. Oh, the guy's crazy. texting. Yeah, he like I mean he he would like lean forward and look at the screen for a second, and be like, "Oh, real fucking funny." Like he yeah. was just. So I did more. I spent more of my teeth than these guys made all year. Yeah, I was like, "Damn, boy, yeah. <laughs> yeah. you rule." Voices, believe me. We even when we used to do Opie and Anthony, people we trash and boy. There's compilations of you versus Voss on yeah, YouTube, yeah. and they're some of my favorite things <laughs> in the world to fucking listen to. Because Voss, you'll be attacking him. And it's almost like people almost feel bad. Everyone's ganging up on him, and then he slowly. Yeah, he starts punching, and he just starts going after everybody's jugular and it's so funny and his spirit is like you take me down you fucking not without a fight and it's so great he's the only one who made it through he was the only person to stand that yeah and go through it it was unbelievable yeah, of course well that's because he was doing fucking he's used it's to that true. that's nothing to him nothing that was crazy but um yeah i would it's look at all the vietnam stuff, comedians that would be kind of interesting huh Right. Oh, but this guy Frankie Bastille, that's what I was saying. Yeah. So Frankie Bastille, he was a said he's a Vietnam vet, I'm pretty sure he was, but he had a black heart tattoo over his heart. <laughs> nice. He was like a a, a lo he was like a Jersey Bill Hicks. Like he would just go up and be like, Man, let me tell you people something. And yeah. the only reason I think he was a Vietnam vet because one time I went on and bombed and he goes on after me. He's the headliner with some one nighter and he goes do you think I fought in Vietnam so you dumb fucks could not like this guy? <laughs> you fucking asshole. And he's just like, oh, wow. Eviscerated the I know, I loved him for it. But I mean, uh, damn. 
Truly a hero. Yeah, he was great. And I thought we almost, and uh, we did a couple of gigs together. We did a couple of gigs together, but he was one of those guys that, you know, just seemed like a Vietnam guy, you know. And he did say it on stage, so I'm assuming he was. Dang. He was a school bus driver that was a Vietnam guy. Really? And he was fired. He would get fucking fired. That's a good bus driver. Screaming yeah. at people. That's a good bus driver. Yeah. That is a good bus driver. Guy who's seen some things. For sure. All right, we should wrap this yeah, up. Let's do it. Bye, guys. Hey. Dude, thanks for doing this. Thank you very sure. much for coming Appreciate and doing you. this. No pleasure. This was awesome. Great. Yeah. Hell yeah. All right. Adios.